All right, Snow Jobs Nation, a very special episode 18 of the Snow Jobs podcast powered by Short Iron Backblades is off and running. As always, I am Steve, better known as the Juice Box Guy. That's right, I'm the Juice Box Guy, and I am a snow professional from New York. And with me, as always, is the best co-host in the business, Snow Removal's version of a movie star, Mr. Jeremy Lindstrom. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. Uh, movie we got to start doing know. video because everybody's got to see the faces you make. <laughs> God, every week you got something special to say. I don't know. But, yeah, hey, I, 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 like it. I like second. it. What the hell? I got. I was last second. I, I couldn't li- do anything better. Hey, I'll no. take the credit wherever I can get it. Whatever you call me is better than I probably call most days. So, how's your week going? Did you get your uh, spray set up all done? Fuck no, it's it's going. It's I mean I started spraying the day, but with one of the trucks, but my main truck is still down and the new trailer is still down and I don't know. We'll we'll get rolling eventually here. I hope because I got just in time for snow. Work lined up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll have oh, we got fixed. so much work to I got so much work to do. I just I don't know. I I don't know how I'm gonna get it all done, but we always do one way or another. You always figure it out, brother. How about you? What are you doing? Mowing as trimming. little as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're just we're wrapping up a week here, and I'm giving the guys a couple days off and uh, going into the weekend. And oh, that'll you got be the it. Big lake nice... weekend, huh? You got yeah. Big I'm big getting out of here. Uh, I'm leaving in the morning. I'm going up to the lake the for a couple days. What's that? I'll, I'll probably just work a weekend. You know, I'm a slum. Like you know, I got to work all the time. Like you, you and your what, seven day weekends. I haven't had a vacation in like eight months. But yeah, okay, no problem. I'm gonna take four days for myself and and my kids, and we're gonna go up and see all the nieces and nephews, and everybody will be in the same house. And I'll probably want to come home after about 24 hours. <laughs> should be fun okay, to start. Sure. Yeah. All right. So guys, first and foremost. This episode we're doing right now, it's going to drop Monday, and that's Memorial Day. So before we do anything else today, if you are listening to this show, make sure whatever you're doing today, you take a few minutes and thank any veterans you know for everything they've done and all they've sacrificed for us to live in this country. All right, Memorial Day is always a lot of barbecues, gatherings, and whatnot, and that's all fine. But please don't forget what it actually means as a day. All right. It's a day to remember our servicemen and women who paid the ultimate price for this country and all of us. So keep them and their families in your thoughts throughout the day and whatever you're doing today and every day for that matter. All right. So that being said, our week in review uh, on the main show last week, we had Matt Monagazzi from Monoworks Landscaping out of the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. He came on with us. We had a great time talking to Matt and hearing how he's grown Monoworks. Matt's a real good dude, man. We wish uh, wish him the best in the future, and hopefully he gets some snow to use that muskox uh, next year. That yeah, would be fun. Definitely. He could use some, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, he brought it on himself, no snow, with buying all that equipment. He bought a new uh, truck, he bought a new machine, yeah. new muskox. Well, you got to buy stuff, to, you know. You got to use it. And usually every time, it seems like every time you buy new stuff, it doesn't get used for a while. But you are you never getting snow that first year. If you order a bunch of stuff, you're never getting snow. I guarantee. Oh, we're probably not. We're probably not getting snow next year, and we got a few things coming. So I'm guessing. Yeah, no, he's got some well, They're already stuff. talking El Nino. They're already talking about El Nino for here. So, what does that mean for you guys? What does an El Nino mean for Fargo? What does it mean for anybody? It's the weatherman. They just make shit up, and exactly. nothing happens. So. Exactly. We can make up is. our own thing. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be. Pano, I'm going to start my own. Whatever. I'm starting my own weather service. I'm going to start. You should, start dude. Snow jobs. Snow jobs. The snow jobs weather. Let's do it. it. Let's charge hey, the shit out of people. Whether we're right or wrong. Let's just charge the crap out of people. And send them I weather rocks. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I think we do. Uh, I think we do snow jobs rocks, and we just send them rocks for the weather. There you go. If the rock turns white, go out and plow. That's yeah. it. See. Boom. I'm in, bro. Marketing <laughs> genius. What do you say about that, Luke? That'd be great, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, so what else did we do last week? Uh, We had a crowd favorite back for another episode of the dustings on Thursday. Uh, We had Mike Santalucito from Outdoor Pride in New Hampshire. He joined us and we talked to Jeremy who joined us mid show. Thank you for gracing us with his presence. Yeah. (laughs) We talked to them about what, what programs they use to track their people, track their equipment and basically streamline their operations. Uh, anything that can help us run smoother is always a plus. 
And I definitely love hearing all the super organized kind of stuff because at times I'm probably one of the most fly by the seat of my pants people on the planet. So uh, I love hearing about these guys that are ultra organized. It just makes me feel very inadequate. It's <laughs> so awesome. Oh, uh, what else? What else do we have, Jay? We welcomed our newest sponsor to the show last week. They are Frost Solutions, and we're very glad to have them along for the ride with us. And yeah. we got to welcome another new sponsor to the show. Uh, if you've listened to the last two episodes, and you probably all already heard me say, you know, the Snow Jobs podcast powered by Short Iron Backblades. You know, guys, do yourself a favor. <clears throat> keep an eye on these guys. They have some big things coming in the near future, and we're super excited they wanted to be a part of the show. Uh, check them out at shortironfab.com and stay tuned for what's coming from them. Let's see. Speaking of our sponsors, let's take 60 seconds and hear from our other two amazing sponsors, Muskox and Hilltip. Hey, guys, Steve here. We're always looking for ways to save on labor and increase safety for our people. Last year, I purchased a game-changing snowblower from my company that does just that. It's called the Muskox. Its patented backdrag feature and design lets us get right up to our HOA garage doors and tight spots, clean them all right down to the pavement without scratching. This beast can also scrape hard pack going forward if you needed to. It's truly a dual threat blower. Give Muskox a call. Their staff are extremely knowledgeable and have been amazing with us. Muskox. Snowblowers the back drag. Hilltip's patented line of ice striker spreaders and spray striker sprayers are revolutionizing the winter services industry. Equipped with our H-Track system, contractors can see exactly how much material is being applied anywhere on a customer's property. Work sites can be geofenced and assigned to a controller so that the correct amount of material is always applied. A two-way GPRS communication channel allows for remote adjustment of a machine's settings from any device anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. All right, we're back, gang. So let's see what we have for you tonight. We got something special for you tonight. Tonight, actually today, because this will be dropping Monday morning, uh, it's not a normal main episode that you're used to. Uh, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. We've said multiple times that this show is about promoting all of us snow professionals and our companies and hopefully sharing information that makes us all better. So we want to help snow professionals that are listening to us hopefully get information from this show that's going to help them grow or make it more successful. That's always been the goal for Jeremy and I since day one. And in the interest of that, there's a topic I've really been wanting to touch on, uh, but I honestly don't know that much about because as I've said numerous times, I'm not a social media guy. But that's where business advertising and marketing is heading, guys, if it's not already there now completely. Uh, many of our listeners are younger in both age and the age of their companies. Uh, so we figured it'd be great if we had a digital marketing, marketing mastermind on the show to go over some stuff with us and see if we can't help guys like myself who really don't know much about the capabilities or options that even exist out there in that in that world. So let's get right into this. Today we have Luke Egebrotten. He is the founder of Phaser Marketing, and he's on the show with us today. Luke has a list of things in his bio that I was exhausted just reading it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I thought I wore a lot of hats. He's a big wheel. Luke makes me look downright lazy, I got to say. <laughs> it's pretty pretty impressive. What's up, boys? Good to see you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the show here. This is crazy. Like, So you've, you've actually have founded two different marketing companies? Kind of. So it's a, a sister company that just essentially brings more exposure to the industry and what we do. Um, but yeah, we, we bring in people through that same funnel and then it's got the same team that works awesome. for it. So. And you're a partner in a drag racing team? Yeah, that's, I'm flying back to uh, Minnesota tomorrow, actually. And so the weekend after Memorial Weekend, we head up to Detroit Lakes, uh, kind of Jeremy's lands there. And we, uh, we put on this event called Turf Wars and we get everyone together from all over the Midwest. Uh, we race side-by-sides, banshees. We have a kid's class, so there's go-karts, pit bikes, uh, uh, racing lawnmowers, basically anything. Somebody called us this year and asked if they could bring a horse and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Set me up, Luke. Hook me up with somebody. I'll race something. Give me something Dude, to race. Yeah, I mean, come on out June 3rd. Uh, we'll be at the Detroit Lakes Fairground. So it'd be good to have you out. That's crazy. crazy. I love that stuff. And you you also just released a book too? The Digital yes, Dirt World? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, it's been kind of hey. in the works now for, for about a year. And uh, in March 1st, we uh, launched and it's been awesome. It's, it's just 
one of those things that I've really wanted to do to bring more value to the industry. Uh, not every company can work with us, um, you know, digitally and um, like professionally. And so some of these companies, you know, needed something besides the podcast and the webinar. And so I thought a book is another good avenue for them to get to learn a little bit more about um, kind of how to take your construction companies to the next level, utilizing digital marketing strategies. That's awesome. Wow. Good yeah, for you, good dude. For I am such a bag of shit. I have... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't do yeah. anything compared to you. <laughs> he's, uh, he's all over the place. Well, Luke, he's a big dog. I'm not even done, though. He He's also half of a much less popular not. show that you might have heard of, the Dirtbags <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's a good show. I like that. Oh, I think I was on there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The two loops do a great show. The dirt it's bags. A great show. It yeah, is a great we, show. Uh, it is. we we were back great for a, a beautiful dirt bag wedding a couple weekends ago, and and I saw dirt bag Jeremy there. We had a few drinks, had you know, went on the dance floor for a good time, and uh, no, it, it's good to get everyone together and yeah, just getting to getting to see Luke and all his guys, you know, from Black Iron and Western. It's always fun to get the whole crew together. Yeah, that's that awesome. was definitely Good fun, for you guys. Yeah, really I fun. saw the nice, picture. We nice reposted it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I posted it. Yeah. Steve <laughs> yeah. Hamlet. Yep. Oh man, you know, I've been told that we need to vet our guests on this show better, and obviously, you guys are not doing it either on the dirt bags because you had my co-host on there. You know, yeah. <laughs> we had the CEO. He made it on there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. CEO of Snow. We were. Uh, I was thinking about it. I haven't even brought this up to Luke yet, but. Uh, we should do like a fall special heading into winter this year and have you two guys on the dirt bags and just kind of kick off winter the right way by bringing both of you on. So Steve, I think that's an open invite to, uh, to bring you on the show as well. I'm busy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I would love to. I would yeah, love to. We'll get that time. done. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Oh man. Well, did I forget anything, Luke? Did I cover everything you have going on? I mean, I Probably think you not. went above and beyond and I, I definitely appreciate it. And it's, it sounds like a lot more than it is. And really what's really helped me focus is staying in one industry. You know, everything we do is for the dirt world. It's for construction. Specifically, it's for excavation. And Steve, I know you asked me before the show, like, do we work with a lot of snow removal guys? And I'd say probably 80% of our partners and our clients they do snow removal just to keep that cash coming in uh in the yep. winter but uh, we've also got a you know a fair share of southern clients as well so they don't have to worry about it they have dust control that, uh, well, that's yeah, not such that, an yeah. easy game either yeah <laughs> exactly. not, not, not for me <laughs> not for my boy today <laughs> he no. was struggling can't get rail cars can't get trucks working nothing's working yeah, yeah whatever all right well jeremy take us away get us into all this right. Hey, look, so what do you, how do you know when your company's ready to take on a marketing agency, like someone like yours? I mean, what's, what's a guy look for her? Should should a guy be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's, there's definitely a time where it's too early to bring on a marketing agency. And that's coming from a guy who owns a company, you know, and it's what I always look at when we're talking with um, usually a guy who owns a, an excavation company if they're below that, I usually say about $400,000 in revenue. I call that kind of your bootstrapping stage where you kind of need to do most of that stuff yourself. And, you know, I, I also have recommendations for that. Um, so for your website, you know, jump on Squarespace. It's an easy setup. You can get something up and going. It's going to track pretty well with Google. Uh, you're going to see some of that. But then there's also, you know, the big four, I like to call it, you know, you set up your Facebook business page, your Instagram business page, your LinkedIn company page, and then probably the most important is your Google business profile. Those four act as social media profiles. And probably the number one mistake most contractors make, especially when they're under that $400,000 mark, is they're not utilizing their Google business profile. So essentially that acts as one of your social medias that Google can pull from and show to their entire search engine. So you can use their update feature and update your post just as you are on Instagram anyway, but it's making you money because when somebody searches excavation contractor near me and Google sees all these keywords from all these posts you've been putting up, they'll bump you up towards the top, even if you don't even have a website. So um, definitely recommend that. And then Jeremy, to kind of answer your question, when we get above that 400,000 a year, 
that's when we start to talk to um, contractors and really see if they're a good fit for us. Um, we have three different programs that kind of are tailored towards where you're at in revenue. And so we have like our phase one program, which is, you know, tailored for your six figure contractors. Usually, so that'll be about 1500 a month. And so the way I look at it is we, we walk through your business, we walk through your numbers. And if, if the company doesn't know their numbers, it's usually a red flag for us as a marketing agency to like help them walk through that first, because the last thing you should do before you know your numbers is hire a company like ours, because <laughs> you need, you need to know that, you know, this is a line item that you can afford long-term. And that's the goal is for us to be working with you for the next 10, 20 years, not just a quick three months. So those are some things I look for, but yeah, really just, uh, I want to be a resource first and a marketing agency second. So just helping guys like work through their numbers, helping guys see what their current marketing strategies are. Cause I'll tell them straight up, like sometimes they don't need us. Like if they're crushing it on their website and their social media, which we don't manage social media anyway, and they're running some ads and they're getting good results. Like we'll just help coach them here and there. I'll send them a copy of my book, tell them to listen to the podcast and, you know, can take it up from there. But usually when you hit about that half a million mark, what I look for is, are they ready to take that next step? You know, graduate from the one page website, graduate from doing it all themselves and kind of start building out a team where they can run their business, they can have a marketing department, and they can start building up a team of operators and laborers to, you know, run the business. What is this Google you speak of? <laughs> Steve, let me look, tell you. Look, look, let me let me tell you a little something about Steve. He just got out of Instagram probably what six months ago. This is his first social that. media. Yeah, he, I think September. He, honestly, I think August, yeah. September. That's I have when you no me, I think, digital right? footprint. That's, I don't want any yeah. digital footprint. This is this Dude. is a stretch. I can't believe I'm doing a friggin' podcast. A, yeah, but you're an Instagram. <laughs> I thought I was on Instagram. You're on Instagram all freaking day long. No, you want to? Yeah, no, you listen. You want to hear the funny part? You I level with every, you. Every, I don't know every... how to sign out. <laughs> just looks. <laughs> you don't have to sign. <laughs> it just looks like I'm on all day. I just exit out. I don't know how to actually sign out of Instagram. Once I'm you on, I'm on forever. <laughs> oh god. Oh man, no, I am. I am not that guy. I I just uh, no. I don't know. You, you've grown a lot in the last six months. I Dude, have. I've I, gotten better with it. And to be honest, the best first place to start is Instagram because Jeremy, as you know, like it's almost like a dirt world cult. And obviously like with you guys being in snow, it all um, crosses over, but it's amazing like how tight that community is and how big it is. And people just want to see this content. They want to see badass content. They want to see equipment. They want to see jobs. And uh, one suggestion I do have since we don't manage people's social media is you have to nerd out about what you're doing. So we work with a lot of septic contractors and I just tell them, they're like, Luke, how do we, how do we finagle the system to get more engagement? I'm like, you just need to be yourself. Social media is meant to be social. You need to nerd out about this septic tank that's going in the ground, the measurements, the amount of, um, you know, dirt you pulled out, like the equipment you're bringing in, why you're bringing it in, why you have a tilt rotator, like explain uh, just go above and beyond because not only is it attractive and interesting to guys in the industry, you'll start to see that people outside of the industry are like, are like, oh, I didn't know that's where my poop went when I flushed. I didn't know that when I turn <laughs> the water on, it has to come from somewhere. And like, yeah. they all of a sudden become more educated and they will be like tractor beamed into your Instagram stories and your content because you're, you are the subject matter expert. So own it and just keep putting that out there because you're also building a portfolio for people to go back and look at and seeing that, you know, you know, your shit. Yeah. Have half yeah, a I, sense I, of humor and have a tilt rotator. You'll crush it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I put a lot of, you know, I put a lot of Instagram, everything like that, but I, I, no. I just don't think I honestly tell the story as good as I can be, or I, I know I don't tell the story like I should be, or, or, you know, I don't, honestly, I don't talk a lot, I, which I probably should, but I just, I think your videos are great, dude. I think you're well, selling videos are short. fine, but I don't really explain much going on. I mean, I, obviously the guys in the industry know, but I, I feel like I should tell more. But I just, I don't know. I just don't. Well, you're kind of busy. 
you know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're not getting paid to just take videos the whole time, right? I mean, you're not yeah, narrating. I, I got to hire. I think you do fine. I, I liked your videos. Hey, listen, yeah. I that's why I reached out because you had great videos. You know, good music choices and you know badass plowing videos. That'll uh, yeah, that's my team. That gets you fifteen thousand followers, apparently. Fifteen and a half. Oh, sorry. There you go. Oh, hold on. Hold on. He just dropped it on me. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Yep. That just happened. You, you walked knows. into that one, though. <laughs> he had to add the half. He had to get greedy on me. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, but it, he'll tell you, he, he worked hard for every one of them. You know, all yeah. those followers are legit. Oh, let's see. So what you said you, you work mainly with excavation companies. What led to you like basically narrowing down your field so much? Like you could probably do a lot of different fields and still yeah. be okay with it. Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I started phaser marketing in 2019 and, you know, started like a typical company is just digital marketing for small businesses. You know, that was my goal is very broad. Um, and the more we grew, like, the more people wanted to work with us and you, you start to realize that every time you bring on a new client, you have to learn a brand new industry. You have to learn all the keywords. You have to learn their language. You have to learn what is their target goal? Is it sales? Is it bringing on employees? Is it like, what is their uh, call to actions? All of that. And so in about uh, early 2021, I, I joined a mastermind group of some of the top digital marketing agency owners. And they really just like, brought light to my situation and said, Luke, you have to niche down if you want to make an impact to an industry. If you want to be successful as a business owner, you have to know what you're talking about to have this long-term success. And so I looked back at who we were currently working with. We probably had about eight clients at that time, a mix of garage door, real estate agency, you know, coffee shop. And then we had a couple demolition and excavation companies. And the the very first client we had was Black Iron Dirt way back in 2019, uh, Mr. Luke Payne. And I, I kind of looked that at, name. yeah. Oh yeah. He's a big deal. He's a dirt bag. And uh, no, I, you know, kind of looked back at, you know, my, there's, there's kind of some criteria I was looking for. And when I looked at my demolition and excavation clients, some of the criteria that made me made my, make my decision were, the industry, it, they weren't afraid to cut a check. That was an honest thing I had to look at. They weren't afraid to, to invest in their company. Second thing is the industry was so far behind that if we just build perfect marketing habits at the basic level, it, people are going to notice. Like Most of these construction companies have been around sometimes for 50 years and they don't even have their story out on their website. So we yeah. can make a huge, huge impact. And the third thing was, I had to have a passion for the industry. And when I looked at, you know, the men and women that, that build America, that, um, you know, do our utilities and like, still aren't getting the recognition that they deserve, uh, that like fueled me even more of like, okay, we can actually make a bigger impact than us just making money and our clients just making money. We can change, have a small change in the school system of like how kids are raised and taught about four-year college degrees compared to a two-year trade school and just that career trajectory. And so those three criteria really launched me into, okay, I'm going to only work with excavation companies from here on out. And to give you guys some context, you know, I was just about to go full-time. I had a full-time job as well. And we were probably doing about 8,000 bucks a month in revenue. And so still very, very small. I wasn't paying myself anything. And it was that bet on myself, that bet on the industry and that bet on everyone around me in the community to say, okay, if I do this, I'm going to turn away all this other money that's coming from other industries and go head first into it. And we haven't looked back since. It's been the biggest blessing that we've ever, you know, seen as far as like the community rallying around us. And I think that's just, you know, a testament of like, when you put in the hard work and you and people see that over a long period of time and you're doing it consistently, usually people come around and respect that and then you know want to be a part of the bigger picture and that bigger mission. Good for you. That's nice. awesome. That is good. Oh, well, you Go mentioned ahead, it. Oh, I was just gonna say, 
You mentioned Luke Payne. What is it like working with Mr. Payne? I don't know if everybody really knows. These guys have that Dirt Bags podcast. It's a great podcast. You should go out and listen to that, too. But, yeah, Luke Payne, he's Any he's special episode my... you'd like them to listen to, Jeremy? Uh, what is that? <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. I'm not that big there, of a deal. Uh, there's one that definitely sticks out in my mind. But, yeah. no, Luke, Luke is uh, – I was telling Steve before the podcast, actually. So, Luke and I actually grew up in the same town, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, and we went to the same high school. I was a, a year older than him, but uh, we go back to even decorating Christmas cookies together with our moms and like when we were young guns. And uh, so him, him and I go way back, but it's one of those things where we, you know, we were just decent friends, nothing big. But then after high school, we didn't talk to each other. After college, we kind of reunited when we both started our businesses, Black Iron and Phaser. And it's like a whole new friendship that we've had. So what it's like working with them. I mean, it's like, you know, we're business partners in the dirt bags or 50, 50 there. He's been a, a client or a partner of mine since for three and a half years now with phaser and black iron and Western excavation. Uh, but then, I mean, we take trips together. Uh, he's married now. So like our wives love to hang out. Uh, we love to talk business. We love to talk wife relationships, but it's, it's awesome, man. Like if you can find a friend that, truly wants to see you succeed and then vice versa you just want them to have everything uh it's the coolest thing but you know he can be a bit of a dirtbag sometimes and that's what i love about him and you know we'll we'll sometimes toss a few back on a podcast episode and and let her rip and i think that's the uh that's the joy of it too you know we're not we're not polished we're not perfect uh, but we want to see each other succeed and we really uh care about that and so you know it's 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 going to be a good ride. It's been a very fun ride, and we're just going to keep the gas pedal down. Very no, cool. Luke's a great guy. He's uh, I don't know if everybody knows Luke's like with Black Iron Western. They're actually a subcontractor in the glacier here, and yeah, I mean they're they're a great subcontractor. I mean I don't Luke usually gets his billing in before his equipment's parked. I think for the most part, <laughs> he's emailing Jeremy. his bills over already. Yep. Jeremy, funny story about that. So Luke will never ever let you pay for the bill at dinner especially and so that doesn't surprise me that he hasn't paid before his equipment's there but when we were in vegas at con expo um my wife and his fiance at the time we went out to dinner at the stratosphere so you know we're, we're spinning around in that thing and and it was 100 percent my mission to pay for the bill and so i even like you know went to the bathroom like gave the gave our waiter my card and said whatever you do run my card i don't care who who says what? And I came back, Luke didn't even notice. And so I'm like, perfect. So we're, you know, guzzled down a couple more old fashions. We finish our meal and then, you know, the waiter comes over and then I don't know how Luke saw it, but he happened to see my card and he, I thought he was going to beat up our waiter because he went marching over, ripped my card out of there, put his card in and said, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> he doesn't take me off or anything. Yeah. yeah I'm not a good enough dirt bag, this, I guess. We're going to so cut you, this episode right here. You took your wives to Vegas? Connex, <laughs> so it's business trip. Come yep. on. Oh, they had a great time. Oh, I saw some. I saw snaps and Instagram stories, though. You guys were having a hell of a time. We, right? we had them up on stage and everything. It was good. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Stuff. So, Luke, what type with your business, like when you hook up with a new new potential customer for marketing is there something you look for with the owner of the company the one you're going to be dealing with on the day-to-day is it you know age you know whatever attitude basically anything that that you like to see versus red flags yeah it's definitely a good question i'd say it's it's funny because it's it's not so much the age but it just so happens that like most of the guys we work with are in between 25 and i'd say probably about 44 and it, it but it's more about the attitude, like you mentioned, Steve. It's it's about the um, willingness to, okay, I understand where we're at and where we've been at for the last year and a half, the last two and a half years, and I want to take it a step up. I know that's going to be an investment in our company. You know, it's not cheap, but it's not crazy. Like the way I always structure it is, for example, our phase two for seven-figure contractors is about 2500 bucks a month. Basically, they inherit a full digital marketing department for that. And so I always try and coach them of like, instead of looking at it as like investing 2,500 every single month and expecting that return, 
it's almost like you're hiring our team is about 15 deep right now you get a whole team of 15 that only focus on digital marketing for excavation companies at a price that's about half of what you can hire one full-time person and so just that alone uh, we try and coach them on just like having it be more of a line item and an investment instead of an expense and so it's it's more about that i i am not afraid to you know talk about our prices and then hey you know get back to me in like a year like you know just keep keep watching keep keep doing your thing um keep building your company and then let's revisit this like because the only time we will work with somebody is when they are excited to work with us and they are like luke let's let's do this i'm ready to make the deposit and it's like okay hold on we need to slow it down a bit but it's uh no it's truly about the attitude and it's about the willingness to invest in your company long term but i always tell people too you know it's we're not much of a like a marketing agency to a client relationship it's it's that partnership like we're we're jumping in full time we want to give it our all and vice versa and so i feel like you need that in a partnership uh and there's tons of other great agencies out there as well so what we do a lot of times is like we have agencies that are uh more affordable than we are and we have agencies that are more expensive than we are so we will refer out many times to these agencies if it's a better fit. Like we work very closely with BuildWit. If we have a, a company that does 125 million a year, our infrastructure isn't made for that. We're made for the $2 million a year contractor. So we'll send them up to that, I just call it phase four, and I just say it's BuildWit. And, and then we have other contractors too that maybe are just starting out that can get them going that are maybe 800 bucks a month or something. And so I, I always wanna have you know, those options open and just, you know, create that collaboration. And I, I don't see us having any competition because there are tens of thousands of businesses that could use oh, it. Yeah. it. The work is endless. Just, yep, exactly. And it's just educating. And really, I always just tell people it's, it's who you want to work with long term. Like if you want to work with somebody who you don't enjoy at all or work with somebody who you can trust that's going to grow with you, it's going to continue to invest in their company so that you can reap the benefits, um, you know, it's totally up to them at that point. But yeah, I would just say find somebody, you know, business is all about people and relationships and find people who you want to work with. Like business is all about the people behind those businesses. Yeah. I, I, and I like what you just said about how some companies might not be a good fit for you and you don't mind referring them up or down the ladder and get them a better fit. Like yeah. we've said it, Jeremy and I have said it on the show for snow guys. Don't be afraid to tell if a property management company calls you and it's beyond that what they want you to take on is beyond you. And they're calling you because maybe your branding makes you look a lot bigger than you actually are. Don't be afraid to be honest and say, listen, I really I'm, I'm flattered by the call, but this is too much for for my company. We, we can't handle this. They remember that like, wait, yeah. we've never had anybody tell us you can't do something. We've been over promised and under delivered before, but we've never had somebody be honest and say, you know, that's beyond us. We can't handle that professionally at this time, you know, and refer them to another company. They remember that and they remember, you know, Phaser, we, we went to Phaser and they told us that we're too big for them. But now we have two of these friends that have smaller companies and, you know, hey, listen, they were honest with us. Let's send them to phase. That's how it works. I mean, it really yeah, does yeah. work like that. And more, I don't know why more guys are, are are not just open about what they can and can't do, honestly. Because everybody wants right. to get that more than Nobody yeah. wants to yeah. get Absolutely, Jeremy. It's like, and, and Steve, too. I mean, I feel like you almost get more business from, like, ref, you know, referring that business out. If you know it's, like, way out of your reach. Because I also think of that if it's within reach but it's going to be tough i say take it uh and then you learn those lessons but if it's like way out of your league and they're just impressed by your website which happens all the time um sure. i would have those guys in your back pocket and be like hey uh you know make that introduction and just just say like okay it, it's it's too big for me but i'm gonna introduce you to these guys they're great i work with them all the time because all of a sudden that's going to reciprocate and and you're going to get 10x the revenue, the leads, whatever it is from both of those companies, because nobody does that anymore. And it's one of my favorite Google reviews that we've ever gotten was a commercial roofing company reached out to me. Uh, this is probably last year. And they said, Luke, 
we love what you do, love what you're doing on LinkedIn, everything. Like, how can we get started? And we had the call, talked to him, and basically just referred him to one of my friends who does digital marketing for roofing contractors. I said, he is going to be the expert. This isn't in my wheelhouse. Could I do it and see success? Absolutely. Or could our team do it? Excuse me. And, but it's just, it's not where we want to be. And so, and I just asked him, like, would you mind you know, writing a review just for, for that? And, and that almost gave me more satisfaction, like sending that, re- that client away to the right person than taking it on and pretending that this is where we want to be. And so just, just know that, you know, you always want the leads to come to you. And so that's why we do what we do and build websites and work on SEO. So all the leads come to you. But have those smaller and those bigger companies in your tool belt so you can refer them out to the lawn care companies. You can refer them out to the landscaping companies. You can refer them out to that huge municipality or that huge commercial contractor that will take care of them. So uh, just building those relationships, it'll come back tenfold um, usually every time. I mean, it's like if somebody, if a property management company came to me and said, hey, we have this 200 acre hospital complex we want you all hands to take on. And I was in Fargo. I'm not going to, I'm going to say, listen, I can't, I can't handle that adequately, but I know this guy, he's got 15 and a half thousand followers on Instagram. He's got a nice uh, beard. His, the company he handles uh, could probably do that for you. <laughs> you gotta give uh, him the half. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that that's, I just don't know why more you guys got, don't do that. I know you guys a sub, Steve. You could sub on, you could still work there. I, I could, I could, but yeah. as far as handling an operation of that size, I have no problem saying, Hey, listen, thanks no, for the call. I'm flattered. You gotta, but you gotta know your limits. You, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go with a bigger boy for that. There's a bigger fish out there. Yeah. Jeremy, I, I didn't get to listen to James Doyle's episode, but did he talk about when he came up and worked with you guys and got the ticket? Oh yeah. I figured he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Definitely got the ticket. Look at old yeah, I still awesome. remember the words guy. he used, actually, too. <laughs> Can't wait to see him. Impressive an operation as it is. You'd think they'd have their stuff together, but apparently oh, they didn't get the right permit. <laughs> literally, we literally got that loaded like two days before he got there. <laughs> Dude. And oh, it was just a rental. And, and yeah, I can, yeah, I don't know. In a load, in a lineup of 10 loaders, they picked up one out with no permit in the window. I, I blame James. He should have been in the middle of the pack. He should have been in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to protect them. Protect he's got to. He's got to get in the middle. <laughs> that's it. Oh man, uh, that's great. Oh, rookies, rookies. He's never ran a loader that big before, so he didn't know better. Right. So look, just just for the record, all those things you rattled off, like LinkedIn, something else. I don't have any of those. I was doing this to Jeremy, like oh for four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you like, don't nope. know what LinkedIn is. You don't know. Nope. You don't know what anything. Is Have you heard of Google? I know what LinkedIn is. Google's I just feed? don't have it. I don't have it. I know what it is though. I've never, I've never needed it. I, I like, I'm as big as I want to get. I'm yeah. fine. I'm happy where I am. And like I said, I learned how to use Instagram. This year is a win. You know, <laughs> 2023 is a win. <laughs> but I can, I can definitely see the value though. If I wasn't like, if I didn't have a whole other career besides the business. I would definitely, if I was looking to ramp it up, I can definitely see the value, you know? Yeah. And, and you think about it from like your listeners perspective too, because, you know, we were talking about, you know, just your listeners demographics and, you know, where they're at in business and, you know, you got to get out there and you got to go earn it too. And you got to build something long-term. And a lot of the guys that I talk to, they want to not just build a business to make money. They want to build a legacy. They want to build something that they can pass down to their, their kids and their grandkids. And, you know, if you're just an owner operator and obviously those people are great as well, but like, if you want to pass it down, um, there has to be some sort of, you know, system in place and some oh, yeah. sort of uh, brand and business that people know that isn't just the owner making those phone calls. So yeah, just, I, I love seeing the fire in, in these people in the industry and the people that are listening to the podcast that want to spend their time listening to the snow jobs to learn to listen, to get other ideas. And I was talking to Luke actually about it the other day and just removing yourself from your local market, like getting your head out of the water and seeing like, oh, this is what the guys are doing out in, in Utah. This is what the guys are doing out in Massachusetts. Like this is 
stuff I've never seen before. And then it becomes like almost like an addiction of like, okay, what, what else is working? What else isn't working? And you can learn from so many contractors. So Jeremy, I'm sure you've seen this, but Instagram isn't necessarily a place to go get clients. It's not a place to go get no. uh, work. It's a place to figure out your problems and find solutions from other contractors across the world in a second. And it's, it's amazing how that's working. And then same thing as podcasting. It's people all coming together and figuring out like, okay, hey, Steve, do you mind getting somebody on the podcast that can talk about law or insurance or you know something that we need to or want to know more about and that's exactly what you guys are doing and it's just the the industry needs more of that and it's just so cool to see like what you guys are doing with that yeah yeah i mean you mentioned our listeners i think it's like 72 percent or something is between 18 and 35 so i mean it's 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 all young and hungry guys that are uh you know, out there building and grinding and, and trying to get to that next level. So I think a lot of guys that, that listen to this show will be able to take a lot away, you know, from what you're saying, even though it's, you know, more dirt based, but you know, just the information alone is going to help them or at least it should. Right. Yeah. So with, with all the branding and marketing that you guys do, Luke, what is that all going to get you besides just leads? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked that actually. So that is the leads part. Um, this is, I guess, going back to knowing the industry and knowing what industry we're working with and where we've been the last three years. Most of our clients that work with us, they're not necessarily hiring us to build a long-term strategy to get more work. Like probably 60% of our guys are like, Luke, we don't want more work. We want to build a brand so we can hire more people so we can grow so we can not be out in the field every single day like i want to build something so that when i turn 48 i can leave the business and like my guys will take care of it so i'd say most of our businesses is people that just want to build that brand and that business instead of just their name and you know some of the guys we work with are we're in the phone book and so we brought them out of the phone book like you need a website we need to work with Google so that when somebody searches for something like site development contractor near me, you pop up at the top. They, this is kind of what I've been using is, you know, you need to attract, you need to educate, and then you need to acquire. If you don't have the attract, you're not going to educate, be able to educate them. You're not going to be able to acquire them. Google sees every search as we need to make sure that this search has the most relevant content where they can learn something. So if somebody doesn't know how septic tanks work and my sep my uh, septic tank is overflowing or there's, you know, it's it's squishy out in this grass here, what is going on? But then they search that and they find a website that explains that and then they have a solution and then a contact, boom, they give them a call, we'll take care of you, they take care of it, it's done. So just hmm. being able to attract, educate and acquire will help long-term instead of, you know, just knowing the owner. And I will always stand on the hill and tell people word of mouth is and always will be the best form of marketing. And yep. your digital strategy will only complement that. Because if somebody says, oh, go check out Jeremy's Glacier. Like they are incredible. They're amazing. And then if this person has no idea who Glacier is or Jeremy is, and they search their website, like they want to make sure that they get taken through this customer journey of like, oh, wow, which that was a bad example, but, um, you know, like, oh, wow, the, the, <laughs> they're, you know, you get to see the reviews and you get to see like the content and the education behind it. And like, oh, these guys must know their stuff. And then you contact them. Somebody answers right away. They get you on their list and they're like, yeah, we'll take care of you. No problem. Then they become a lifelong customer. Then their word of mouth expands another 16 contacts. So that's how we always love to build businesses is, is the word of mouth marketing is always the number one focus. And to complement that, you need a salt, solid website, you know, solid social media, branding, your trucks, your equipment, your business cards, your handshake, everything needs to be on point and consistent to then keep that up to build that legacy for your grandkids. Absolutely. Couldn't have said that better myself. That's awesome. I got one for you. So 
what advice I think, given our demographic, our most popular demographic, 18 to 35, a lot of younger guys, a lot of newer companies possibly listening to the show. What advice would you give to a snow company or a combination dirt and snow yeah. company like are most of them under $1 million in revenue that you said that you use that as your benchmark. So under a million dollars, what would you, what would you tell them as far as marketing? Yeah, I get, I've got a few things. Um, for one, I would say, uh, listen to podcasts. So like the snow jobs, the dirt bags, dirt talk, like there's some solid podcasts out there where you can learn about these systems when it comes to snow or when it comes to your summer season. Second thing is, you know, start with that big four. You don't have to do anything crazy. The Facebook company page, Instagram business page, LinkedIn company page, Google business profile. All you have to do is set them up. All four of those are completely free. So that's why it, you kind of put them on the spot. It's like, it's free. Put your logo in the little circle there. Get a nice cover photo. You're done there. And then when you have a post that you want to post, instead of just posting on Instagram, post on all four. You don't have to get crazy a strategy. You don't have to like time it out or schedule it. Just post it. And then, yeah, really the third thing is, is uh, ask questions on Instagram. As you're uh, going through, look at other snow companies that you want to be like. Look at other excavation companies that you want to be like. DM them. I can almost guarantee you they'll shoot you a DM right back because they are just like all of us. They're just normal people. They are just doing their job. They love what they do. They love to help people more than anything. And so just shooting them a message, you'll get some of the most valuable uh, information on how to market yourself that you can. And then, yeah, I guess lastly too, is going to these shows. Um, I figured we'd probably, you know, like Con Expo every three years, go there. You will meet some of the most incredible people and you'll have their cell number. You'll be able to call them anytime. I know Simon's coming up out in Connecticut. Um, obviously that's massive in the snow and ice, uh, industry. And so just going out there, it's not about the, uh, vendors necessarily, or like the free stuff you're getting. It's about, you know, bumping into you guys. It's about going out for drinks after it's about, you know, going to the networking happy hour and like those conversations and those, uh, relationships that you build, you'll be able to take those, uh, so far. So just don't be afraid to reach out to anyone. Don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, we're on Instagram as well. You know, Phaser Marketing, Luke Agabraton. You can shoot me a message anytime. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, we want to be a resource first and a marketing agency second. I want to see anyone listening make the most money possible, whether we're working with them or not. Like, I don't care. It's just making the most money possible so you can do what you want with your family, with your friends. Maybe it's working even more because you just truly enjoy it. Whatever you want to do, you have more options when you have that profit and that revenue coming in. Awesome. That's a great, great answer there. Hey, you said SEMA. Are you, are, Simon, are you coming out to that? I know we talked about the wedding. You might be coming out. Are you going to make it? Yeah. So Steve gave me a ring the other day, and I'm, I'm still – like, so this is – you know, right before Memorial Day, and I'm still a game time decision, still peeking at flights. And uh, yeah, I'm really hoping I can make it. Got to hammer out some details, and I, I'm, I'm hoping to hope to make there? it out there. What's up? Are you going to speak? Are you going to speak out there or anything like that? I don't think so. So I, I reached out, but it was, you know, like a, a month before the show. So I just offered up like an alternate. So if something falls through, I, I just told them like I could do it. So I always want to be yeah, helpful in that way where it's like, you know, these trade shows are crazy. Shit happens all the time. And so if somebody drops out, I'll have my presentation ready. But yeah, I, I, I think I'm like 80% there. Just got to get a couple other details hammered out and then uh, and make it happen. Nice. Nice. Be great. <clears throat> so Luke, what do you got as a five-year goal for, for phaser? What's in your next five years? What do you see phaser? Yeah. So I love that question. Um, Jeremy, what, what did you call it on? I was listening to the Clark Companies episode. Uh, was it five for something? Oh, five. What do we call it, Steve? Five for the five and five. Five, five and five. Yeah. I love that. And it's my five year goal two years ago, which I still have. So now it's my three year goal, but it, uh, 
it is still the same, which is um, in three years now, I want to be able to, uh, instead of, I, I looked at it kind of like, I, I'm always kind of influenced by revenue, but I didn't want that to be my main focus. So I wanted to focus on like a donation check because I knew that if I were to write that check, I'd have to have the revenue to support it. So um, my five-year goal would be to write a $100,000 check to a charity organization. Um, and that would probably put us at about 5 million a year. Um, but just focusing on that, uh, we it's one of my favorite things to do in business. I know when we started in 2019, I think we had about uh, like $2,500 in revenue, if that. Mm. And uh, you know, we started our own scholarship for the trades and it was a $500 scholarship for my high school. Nice. And I just, you know, we'll figure it out kind of thing. And since then it's grown. Uh, we've done that every year and we just gave it out again um, to a young gentleman. He's going to be an electrician. And um, we only reserve that for somebody going to a two-year trade school uh, from my high school. So yeah, I saw I'd your say, post. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank that you. you yeah. That. And you know, my favorite thing was about that. I had, three different people from three different states call me that I haven't ever talked to on the phone and ask how I did that. And I just told them like, it's really not as hard as you think you call the school that you graduated from. You tell them, Hey, I want to donate some money to somebody that wants to go in the trade and they will figure it out for you. And so that is what was more impactful for me is that it somehow moved those three people to where they picked up the phone and called me without even asking if I wanted to jump on a call. And I, obviously took it and was just like, it made my entire week. I mean, I, to see that small of an impact that like I talked about earlier, that small sliver of what I'm trying to do to impact the industry. Even uh, uh, Luke Payne texted me too. He's like, I want to do 10 grand for, cause we graduated from the same high school. He's like, I want to do 10 grand next year. I'm like, dude, let's do it. You know? And it's just, it, it's so cool to see that it's not just one person. It's not just, two people it's not just four it's it's a whole industry so yeah i guess the five-year goal is to you know to write that hundred thousand dollar check uh, to the boys and girls club of my hometown uh, we do a fundraiser with them every year um but then to to bump that my scholarship my two-year scholarship up to a full ride wherever they want to go for a trade school so that wow. uh, that'd awful. be the goal good for you we have to start a charity jeremy Jesus. Like snow professionals that have been bankrupted by heavy equipment prices rising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, Pretty much. That's awesome Pretty though, much. Luke. All kidding aside. That, I saw your post when you did that, and that I think that's exceptional. Like the the Thank trades you. are the trades are dying. So you know, anybody you can get, like I know here, like AC guys, they're screaming yep. for apprentices and stuff, and no none of the younger guys are, are wanting to do it, and they don't realize how much money is in it. Like yeah. They can write their own ticket, you know. It, it's amazing, but I, I was really impressed that you did that. I thought that was an awesome idea. Yeah, and good for you. Let's take a quick thirty seconds. Let Luke get a drink there, and uh, we're gonna hear from Hilltip and Frost. Make your business more profitable with Hilltip spreaders and sprayers equipped with our H-Track two-way GPRS tracking and control system. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. Take on winter's worst with the world's best, Hilton. As you've heard in several of our episodes, Frost Solutions Mini Weather Stations not only give you images of your sites 24-7, but also provide custom forecasts, alerts, and records for slip and fall lawsuits. Whether you're a team of 1 or 1,000, the Frost system is an affordable solution that will save you time and money. Book your demo today at frostsolutions.io. All right, we're back. That was a nice little break. Luke got ability to take a drink there i'm sure he was a little parched he's been oh, doing yeah. most my, of the talking <laughs> we uh yeah got my kool-aid going you know in dirt bags fashion you know so there you go got the, the yeah, I, like, I like the mugs the mugs are cool yeah the mugs are cool those are nice get yeah. diamond mowers well, send Luke's me a got, demo Luke's got some caesar's got some nice marketing stuff and he's got he, he knows what he's doing he does all well, he his should. he's a marketing Andrew. company <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, i know well, but he I'll, does I'll he does all these he, he like handwrites stuff and then he he's got his little have you seen him do his little stamp and stuff like that with that hot wax no. and stuff that's yeah. cool. jeremy don't, yeah, don't ruin it because uh steve's yeah, gonna get one in the mail here in about six business days so I think it's shit. Uh, nice. no, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to send them to you, ex- too. Don't worry. 
I would expect the marketing genius to uh, to have good marketing technique. I, that's what oh, I would yeah, expect. He definitely does. So, Luke, one more. I got one more question. I ask you know everybody this, or Jeremy does sometimes too. But like, what do you think sets Phaser apart from other marketing companies out there? Is it just because you're niche down to such a yeah. tight market? Yeah, to, to me, it's easy. It's it's we are so niche that we know exactly who we're working with, what keywords we're working with. We have, you know, we're working with over 40 excavation companies across the United States and Canada now. And it's just, if, if what's working for our clients in Maryland, uh, we're going to translate that over to our clients in Washington if it's not working. And so we're, we crossbreed a lot of our data and a lot of our keywords and what works. Uh, but then at the end of the day too, it's like, we're listening to the same podcast. We are going to the same trade shows. We care about the same stuff. We like doing the same things. And so, you know, back to the original point of just, you know, work with somebody who you want to work with. And like I mentioned also earlier, it's like, I don't necessarily care if that's me or not, because we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. But we are so specific that we have the right resources for excavation companies. And typically, most of our companies do snow on the side as well or do snow in the winter and it just depends on where they're at like if you're out in connecticut or new jersey it might be a couple weeks if you're out in fargo it's going to be a, a long winter so it's uh you know we we want to provide <laughs> eight months yeah we we want to provide you know value in so many ways because like honestly like digital marketing is great i could talk about it for quite a while, but at the end of the day, I want to talk about things, other things. I want to talk about business. I want to talk about uh, personal things. I want to talk about things that we're interested in. So there's a lot of similarities with most of the guys that we work with and we like doing the same things. We like talking about how to make more money in excavation. And I just don't think we would have that if every other day I was bringing on clients in other industries. And so that's the biggest thing. Um, and then just continuing to be a sponge, continuing to learn and grow in the industry and not being afraid to fail. What I want out of our clientele is knowing that they have a huge future with us. We might not know it all now, but we're going to know a hell of a lot more in a year, two years, five years, 10 years, we're going to keep growing with them. And that's going to be a very, very fun ride. So that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I see us uh, separating from other agencies, but there are other agencies in the dirt world that are absolutely exceptional. And so we like to take a, a hard look at your business to see where you're at and see who the best fit would be um, because we all work together in some retrospect. So um, whether we contract each other out for media or we contract each other out for the websites or SEO, we're all working together anyway. So it's just hmm. really providing the most value for the clients and making sure that they're taken care of. Awesome. I got one more question, but Jeremy, you got something else? I don't no, want to I hold don't. him too long. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. Being that you're so niched up with dirt companies that are basically doing maybe some variations of the same thing, in, in, for any marketing company that is doing the same types of companies as their only type of customer, does does it get repetitive? Do you constantly have to struggle to come up with new things for to differentiate between companies, or can you use the same stuff over and over and over again basically that's a really good question steve and it's funny how you brought up the you have to let me go to bed i'm on pacific time so it's like eight o'clock you're on eastern <laughs> it's, it's pretty near midnight there uh it's 10 after 11 but i'm uh, i'm like a 2 a.m guy minimum there, so there you go but, uh, for me. no man what, what a great question and to answer it i would say you know there's there's some companies out there that are are pretty you know black and white they're pretty repetitive and it's more only focused on leads 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 you know we're just going to 10x your leads blah 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 and to, for me that's just not what i enjoy it's not what i like um i like looking at the the broad stroke of everything you know i love probably my favorite thing about my business is the podcast you know is jumping on shooting it up with Luke and our guest or whoever's on and just talking business. But I don't see it repetitive at all because it's, we have such a big focus on 
fundraising and giving back to our community. We have a big focus on the industry and making sure that we are doing some sliver of value and hope for like growing these jobs. And we're doing uh, more on providing jobs for our company of white collar people that didn't know they could work in the blue collar industry, just in a different way. Uh, so there's so many avenues that we want to work in at Phaser. And it's just exploring those being a very diverse business in a super niche industry, um, but just over delivering for it. And so, you know, we don't want to, it, it, it never is boring. I would say that we have an infinite amount of things. Equipment is never, never gets old to look at uh, creating videos, flying out to sites, like problem solving. All of that is just such an exciting time. And it's not going away. So there are some industries where I would not want to be in. And there's a big reason why we chose excavation, snow removal, septic, utilities. You know, there's a big reason why we chose the blue collar industry, um, you know, three years ago. So. Good for you. Yeah. That's good to know what you like to do. Great That's fit. awesome. Yeah. Great fit for you guys. Absolutely. Jeremy, you got anything else for him? No, it was just nice seeing Luke again. Well, I hope to see him at Simon. Yeah, was, yeah. I think we'll have to have him on again. He's he's a great he's a great speaker, that's for sure. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that a ton. And and uh, Jeremy, I'm flying in uh, tomorrow to Fargo, so gonna maybe ro- roll on by and come see you. And then uh, yeah, we'll we'll actually be there for ten days. So we're gonna be hanging out in Fargo, Detroit Lakes, and and uh, we'll have to oh, come yeah. by and see, see the shop. Right. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Anytime well, cool. it's open. Awesome. And and Steve, you know, both you guys, I just really appreciate having me on and, and opening it up to this discussion. And it uh, had a blast. And I'm excited for, you know, this upcoming fall to have you guys on the dirt bags and really kick off a kick off a killer winter season. Yeah, it sounds great. That sounds great. Listen, we appreciate you being here. Like I said, this is not something I know a lot about. I'm not a digital age guy. I don't have uh, three out of the four things you said are, are must-haves. I don't, do <laughs> I don't do it for my business. And I'm just, like you said, I've always, I've never advertised the business and I'm right where I want to be because word of mouth is king. And if yep. the best thing about word of mouth though, Luke, is if somebody's getting, if somebody's got my number and calls the business or calls my cell, I know who sent them. So this person's right. automatically, I don't have to vet this customer. This person's not a lunatic. They're not crazy. You know, they're, they're calling me for a reason. 99% of the time. So right. <laughs> it's always that 1% chance. Yeah. And, and I think that just goes back to my original point of like word of mouth is the ultimate number one referral source you can ever have. And that is, that will never change. Um, that is the best thing you can ever have. And that's why we just try it to accentuate that and complement it and really just amplify it to, to, you know, to blow up your business. Yes, sir. All right. Well, listen, guys out there, go on Amazon, pick up Luke's book, the digital dirt world. All right. Got the book plug in there. Uh, I actually might pick it up. I, uh, these are marketing boys. That's he's, it. He's, Actually, Steve, Steve, don't worry stuff. about it. I've uh, I've already got one coming your way, so don't worry oh, about it. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's good. I I don't know. My wife would have to order it on Amazon. On Amazon, <laughs> yeah, I don't he, know he doesn't know how to <laughs> even work Amazon. <laughs> oh man, Luke, thanks so much for being here and dropping all that stuff on us. Uh, we really appreciate the time, and it was awesome. And I I think that's going to help a lot of guys, uh, including me, figure out you know. If uh, if we can do any of that going forward, or or what we need to do going forward in some cases, so thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And Jeremy's frozen, so uh, <laughs> Steve, it's, he's it's out. Good talking to you. He's back. He's out. Well, we're wrapping it anyway, so that's all right. All right, gang. So that does it for episode eighteen, the special on digital marketing. Jeremy and I will be back next week. Everybody have a safe week and a happy, uh, you can't say happy, but everybody have a safe Memorial Day. All right, we're out. Keep pushing. 